15-minute fantasy football podcast. I'm Paul Stoltz, former professional kicker who spent way too much time in the offensive film room. And I'm Anthony LaFerri, an award-winning sports reporter who is not the only Cowboy fan on this podcast today. (laughs) I am in big trouble this week. We have a special guest I'm really excited to have on. Anthony is as well. His name is Ricky Howard, and he is your fantasy doctor at your fantasy doctor on Instagram. What's going on, Ricky? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's a pleasure to be a part of it. Our pleasure, our pleasure. Real quick for our listeners, uh, at FCK Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, If you're listening on YouTube, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Please go ahead and do so on Apple Podcasts as well. Don't forget, at 12 o'clock noon on Sunday, Eastern Time, Anthony and I will be going live on Instagram to answer all your start-stick questions, as well as go over the injury report and inactive report for that week. And real quick, before we get into our Week 9 Trade Target episode, I wanted to give Ricky a chance to introduce himself as your fantasy doctor to all of our listeners Tell our listeners a little bit about what they can expect when they look at your Instagram account at your fantasy doctor, and also would love to learn a little bit more about how you got into fantasy football. You've got a really interesting take on statistics that you told us before the show. Absolutely. First of all, thank you guys for having me on the podcast. I, I really love and appreciate what you guys do. Um, and so how I got started, guys, uh, I didn't grow up playing football. I didn't play football in college. Uh, I just really watched a lot of tape, a lot, a lot, a lot of film. And in college, I did stats for our football team at Bellhaven University. And that's really where I got my first taste at, you know, just looking into film and looking into the numbers and diving into the statistical analyses and things like that. And I would do stories and do interviews and, and talk to the different players and just crushing the numbers that really, uh, really made me dive into it a little bit more. And my brother-in-law actually introduced me into fantasy football and that's how I got my start doing fantasy and I kind of took what I did with stats and coupled it with fantasy sports and here I am today and your fantasy football really just came about doing COVID. I had a little bit extra time on my hand and just like we talked about earlier I too had some time and so uh, that's really how I got started. Here we are. That's really cool man. I, I think one of the reasons we have aligned me, you, and Anthony is because we take this uniquely hybrid approach of not letting just stats tell the whole story and not letting just film tell the whole story. Coming to that conclusion that the right amalgamation of understanding both is the best way to be able to prescribe uh, information and solutions for our listeners. All right, boys, we are now on to the trade target portion of the week for week nine. We're each going to give one sell high candidate. Then we're each going to give two buy low candidates. And we'll see uh, what sort of banter entails from there. Uh, Ricky, your fantasy doctor, we would love for you to go first. I know you said you have an honorable mention. So hit us with your honorable mention first. And then we'll loop back around to you at the end to give your number one sell high of the week. All right, guys, don't kill me on this one now. This might sound a little crazy, but he's not actually active right now. But Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is a sell high for me, guys, just because of what Jamal Williams is doing. It's tough. I love Darren Jones coming into this year, but seeing how he's not available right now and seeing what Jamal Williams has been able to do the past couple of weeks, sprinkled in with a little Dylan, a little bit more than obviously last week because I picked him up last week and he gave me a big old goose egg. So uh, <laughs> this week he, he had, a, you know, he was utilized a little bit more. So seeing that it's possibly going to be a timeshare there, I think he's going to be a, a sale high for me. Yeah, I think that's really worth considering. 
What I don't like about Aaron Jones is that he – uh, his inactive status has come about really late each time. That tells me it's something lingering, something nagging. And you're right. They, they invested this second round pick in A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon is a great goal line back. And Aaron Jones, where he was so successful last year, was at the goal line. Not a bad sell high candidate there. Well, I, I think you make a, some really nice points there, Fantasy Doctor. But I'm a little inclined to disagree with you, and I'll go more into that a bit later on when we hit our buy lows. <laughs> but I definitely respect your viewpoint, and I, would, I don't fault you for saying, you know, it could be a time to sell high. And hit us with your sell high this week. Well, you guys are going to think I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for Lamar Jackson to be 2019 Lamar Jackson. But here's the thing. Every time he faces a pretty good defense, and that defense is like we are keeping him in the pocket, we are making him beat us with his arm, it does not work out too well for Lamar Jackson. And I'm not saying dump him at all costs here. But while the perception is still there that he has a you know, second or third round draft pick type value, I mean, I, I think it's worth looking at. And here's another thing worth looking at. As you get towards the stretch run in the season, week 14, your first round of the playoffs, he's at Cleveland. Cleveland's got a pretty good defense. Week 16, he gets the Giants. Pretty good defense. Um, I think believe week 13 he gets the Cowboys and that's awesome and Jacksonville he gets uh week 15 but guess what down the stretch in the regular season week 11 this is when you're trying to secure a playoff spot week 11 he gets Tennessee week 12 he's at Pittsburgh again uh, I might want to just cash out now and if I could you know get a number one quarterback in return and maybe get a you know a number two running back or, you know, a borderline one running back, I'm going to try and do that. It's interesting, man. Uh, we, are, we have been waiting and waiting. He's been on our buy low list earlier in the season. But three out of his next four games are the Colts, the Patriots, and the Steelers. And then the fourth is the Titans. It's interesting. I don't know if I totally am ready to sell high, but you're making a compelling case. We've been waiting. What are your I'd thoughts? rather be a week early than a week late in terms of buying and selling. He's zero and six guys versus the the games in the versus the teams in the games that count. The playoffs, Kansas City, those big games. He's zero and two against them. We all know his woes. We all know his, his woes this year. But actually, I I have him as a. I'll tell you later on. <laughs> I like the conflict between the Cowboys fans here. That's I uh, never that's saw this coming. I thought we were going to be Tank Lawrence and and Alden Smith. I don't know what's going on here. Twenty four and five, uh, you know, as a as a starter, but he's zero and six in those games, including the playoffs that count. So the big ones he has been able to win, but I still like him. I still like him. <laughs> well, enough of the clash of Cowboy fans. Why doesn't the Giant fan tell us who he likes? So my sell high guy, I had trouble putting in this list because and this is somebody that you and I were very high on in the preseason, and we nailed it in the preseason, and that's Todd Gurley. Todd mm. Gurley has been circumstantially incredibly fortuitous to this point in the season with all of his touchdowns, 
And you and I said he would look healthy and, and play well and go back to not maybe 2018 Todd Gurley, but 80, 90% of that. And he has been that, especially within uh, the goal line. But he has not yet played a top 14 run defense. He has not yet had a bye. He has the Saints week 13 and Tampa week 15, who are arguably two of the three best run defenses in the league. And the last three games, yeah, I know he has three touchdowns in those – three or four touchdowns in those three games, but he's been under three yards per carry. And like I said, he's just been he, – he's the RB five or six right now in fantasy, but it's just because they've gotten – the Falcons have gotten stopped so many times at the one or the two-yard line, and Gurley's done a great job getting between the tackles and punching it in. Yeah, I, I love that take. I really, we did not anticipate him being an RB5 this year. We, we thought he would have a good year. And, and I credit you more than even myself. You really got me back on the girly bandwagon. But I don't, maybe 15, you know, 12 to 15 range. Now's the time to sell high before everybody figures that out. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was telling everybody to draft him uh, beginning of round three. You know, I just felt like, People were way too down on him, thinking there were major injury issues, but the film said otherwise to me. RB5, that's perfect time to sell high. He'll be the RB12 to 15 the rest of the year. Yeah. Absolutely. He's going back to his hometown in Atlanta, going back to Georgia, playing in front of that crowd, albeit a reduced crowd, you know? (laughs) So you just got to believe he has a little bit more juice, a little bit more left in those legs. So, yeah, right now is a complete time to sell high. Well, Paul, that was a really interesting sell-high candidate there. I um, think you're a little out in front of it, but, Ricky, who do you have as your number one guy? Actually, guys, that's exactly who I have as my number one sell-high as well. Great minds. Yeah, so I completely agree with you on Ty Gurley. I mean, nobody really saw this coming. I mean, and, and credit to the Falcons, guys, I mean, with managing his injuries. And, you know, so we, we kind of all saw him, you know, not saying that you call injuries and things like that. Nobody ever wants that to happen, obviously. But, you know, we obviously kind of started the season thinking there's a high chance of him re-injuring his knee. And he had a lot of things going on there. So nobody, see, nobody saw him playing this well for this long. So, you know, he only had, what, a couple of weeks where he didn't get double-digit points in fantasy this year yeah. so so far. So I think right now is a complete perfect time to go ahead and sell high on Todd Gurley. I completely agree with you. Uh, great minds. I don't mind a double section on Todd Gurley. Like I said, at the beginning of the year, Ann and I were really high on him. Uh, we were clearly right uh, because now we're at the point where he was so good that, you know, uh, not not just our opinion, but the fantasy doctor's opinion that we're selling high. Absolutely. Completely agree. All right, good stuff, boys. Now we are on to our buy low section of the week. And this has been our money section to date. Literally every time we've put somebody in here, they've come out with a big game within two weeks of us doing it. Tyler Lockett had his monster game right after we called him. DeAndre Swift, Cooper Cup had 11 catches this week. DJ Moore had his monster two touchdown game right after. And just this past week, we had J.K. Dobbins, who and we said – would start to get garner more and more carries as the season went along because linebackers will have to cheat uh, when they're playing against the Ravens against a more explosive back like J.K. Dobbins. And our other buy low last week was Josh Jacobs, who went, went over 100 yards for the first time this season. So without further ado, Ricky, I want to start some conflict here because based on your reaction to 
Anthony's sell high, I think you might be in conflict with him. Go ahead. Yeah, so for the exact same reasons that you laid out, Anthony, I'm going to be willing to pick Lamar Jackson up from a fantasy manager who's willing to dump him off this week. And the reason is, if, if 16 points is his floor, I'm willing to take that, man. I mean, he's dynamite with his legs. Teams have, have you know, make, made him go away from the pass uh, or made him it out, I should say, made him go away from the run. But he's still, you know, what, what does he have? He has 173 yards off 23 carries and a touchdown over the past couple of weeks, you know, with his legs. I mean, I'll take that, man, for my floor. And so if somebody's disgruntled with him, having, you know, after not having really performed well against the big teams, and he's shown that he that's something that he has to live up to, you know, being a former MVP. Obviously, the world is ready for him to take that next step. Everybody's ready for him to take that next step in far, as far as getting that the playoff win and getting that marquee win on his belt. Like I said before, he is 0-6 in those games that matter, including the playoffs, 0-2 against the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs. So you have to go through them. But because of that, he has something to play for, right? They're, they're going to they're gonna pick it up. You know, I, I trust Lamar Jackson moving ahead. I'm going to buy low on him right now. That's a really fair point, Rick. Um... I worry with the schedule, like I said, the, and, and you mentioned the meaningful games. Those are meaningful matchups down the stretch. But that being said, yeah, I mean, if it's kind of weird because I could also consider him a, a buy low, and I've had him in previous weeks as a buy low. If you can get someone to panic and be like, oh, my God, I got to get rid of him at all costs, that's yeah. where you pounce. But if yes. you get somebody that's like, oh, my God, I got to get him, and somebody, you know, I can dangle him on the market, oh, my God, I can get him, and you could start a bidding war and get like plus value for him. That's how I would consider him a sell high as well. Absolutely. I agree. I'm looking at my bet, our bet Cowboys uh, weeks 11 through 16. You got the Titans, Cowboys, Jags, Giants. I like those matchups, man. So he, I think he's going to do well against those guys. Really. Giants have been very, very good. And that's the championship game right there. That's week 16. <laughs> You're playing for a lot of marbles and you got to, this they they I, I hate to put them over. They're a top flight defense now. <laughs> no disrespect, but I like him over the Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ant, who is your number two by low this week? Ben DiNucci. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> actually, the guy I have is my number two by low is someone I really wanted to put in our waiver wire ads episode. But unfortunately, he was over the, the 50% rule we have. And that's Marvin Jones. Um, listen, right now, Kenny Galladay is hurt. We don't know how long he's going to be out. But I, from what I thought I heard this afternoon, it's not looking so good in the short term for him. There's also trade rumors surrounding him. I mean, if he gets back and the Lions are dumb enough to deal Galladay, he's definitely going to benefit from it. He's probably going to benefit in the short term, even if he's around because he's not going to play. I think you could get him for RB4 or a QB2, and I think he's going to give you wide receiver two production the rest of the year, whether or not Galladay is there. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, especially because when, asked today, when the Lions GM was asked today if they're looking to deal Galladay, he essentially said, no, we're not looking to deal Galladay, but we're looking to – uh, potentially deal Marvin Jones. So if that's a smokescreen and they do actually deal Galladay, you're right, Ant. He becomes the, the unquestioned number one. And if Marvin Jones gets dealt, he's going to be dealt to a better team and probably have more opportunities. 
Yeah, imagine if he goes to like, well, he's not going to go to Green Bay because that's in the NFC North. But I mean, what if he goes to like a Baltimore and Lamar gets, uh, you know, a second threat like that, aside from him and Hollywood Brown, that's pretty scary. Guy's got a lot of skill there, guys. Remember, he had a three-touchdown three game, four-touchdown game as well, so you just never know what you can get with Marvin Jones. Yeah. He can get hot at any minute. Yeah. Mm, and, yeah. And, again, and, and, again, he's still available in 46% of leagues, so go pick him up. Go pick him up. That's almost criminal. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, so my number two buy low guy this week is a guy I never thought I'd have on this list because I really liked Melvin Gordon to head into the season, but – my number two by low is Philip Lindsay. I, I am a Melvin Gordon guy, but watching them on the same offense, Philip Lindsay is simply more productive, and he's evolved his skill set as a running back to, number one, be a better pass blocker than he was in previous years as an undrafted free agent. And number two, he's no longer this one-cut runner and then go smash somebody in the mouth. I was watching him yesterday, and he looks like Dalvin Cook. I know that sounds crazy, but he's this, got this very smooth style where he's a little shorter than everybody, and he just kind of takes his one cut, goes through, and then makes that second cut at the second level. And he's not like doing a Jamichael Hasty where he's making 30 moves at the same time. He goes, make, and he, he's swift, and he, he gets moving. I think there's potential that we could see him take more and more carry share Real quick, 23 for 101, 9 for 79, 6 for 83. Meanwhile, Melvin Gordon is about three yards a carry right now. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good take. And he's, he's younger than Melvin Gordon. And I don't think Melvin Gordon got a giant contract. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to be that loyal to him. If Lindsey is better, they're going to give Lindsey the touches. Mm-hmm. They're not that committed to him. I absolutely love that take as well, guys. What I love about Lindsey, he runs hard. He runs with a purpose and a passion, and he always falls forward. He's never really losing yards. If you, if you look at him, you, you don't ever see minus one, minus two yards. He's always at least two, three yards ahead. That's what I love about Lindsey. It's a really good point. He always falls forward. That's like a Chris Carson thing. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right, and who else do you like for a buy low heading into week nine? Well, <laughs> um, Sorry, fantasy doctor, but it's Aaron Jones. <laughs> I love the clash. I love the clash. I never saw us clashing, us cowboy fans like this. But listen, I know he's been banged up. I know it's been a lingering thing, but he's he's a workhorse. He's going to get healthy. And this is the kind of guy you can get at the trade deadline, and he can go out and win you a championship. Listen to his schedule weeks 13 through 16. Philly. Detroit, Carolina, and Denver. On top of that, the only road game in that stretch is at Detroit. The other games are going to be in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, where they're going to want to grind it out, punch the other team in the face, so that game manager Aaron Rodgers can just kind of sit back and do his thing. (laughs) Listen. He's going to be, I think he can be a top five running back down the stretch. And I think you can get him for, you know, maybe 10th through 12th value right now. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. You make some great points. It just seems as if the injury is a little bit, you know, more strenuous than they, than they laid on. 
you know, it seems like they know something that we don't know. And even when he comes back, I think they're in more of a timeshare with, with Jamal Williams. I think he's earned some of those carries. He's going to take a little bit away from, from Jones. And so uh, while Jones is certainly a top five, top ten back moving ahead, and I'm not saying that he's not that at all, but I just think throughout this injury situation and the, the fact that he hasn't been available the past couple of weeks, Jamal Williams has shown that he's more, more than a capable back. And Dylan – He's waiting in the wings, guys. I mean, I don't yeah. – I, like I said, I know he didn't do anything the last couple of weeks, but Dylan is, is a man-child. He's there. Yeah, I, I still don't understand that that move of drafting Dylan in the second round. When I'm going to get When either. you need wide receivers. I love the first. wide receivers. Like, we're we're receivers short. Let's let's go get us a quarterback and a running back. Like, quarterback in the first, running back in the second. Yeah, that's – No sense whatsoever. That, that's even more reason why they, they have to play him, you know, down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah, but, 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 you know, I love the schedule. As long as he continues to get the goal line touches too, he's going to be five, fine. I think that's the move I laid out is more of a move if you're higher in the standings and you can – you have games to play with where you could kind of ride it out if he's got to sit out another game or two. But Absolutely. 13 through 16, dude's going to eat. Yeah, I'll just add one thing in here, and I'll make it from a pure fantasy football perspective rather than uh, defending him or, uh, or going against him. And I think that the mutual conclusion you guys just came to is that if you're in a position where your team uh, is maybe two and five or, or three – or sorry, maybe uh, three and five or four and four, and you can't wait on Aaron Jones to get better, you know, I think you sell high on him to get, to get what you can so that your team is ready to win games next week. Vice versa, if you are in the position where your team is – Six and two right now, five and three. You know, he, you might be wanting to look to see if a member of your league has Aaron Jones who really needs uh, do now players. And maybe you do a wide receiver two and an RB two, and you can get uh, Aaron Jones in exchange. So, yeah, obvious uh, disagreement between Dallas fans. Uh, you know, Paul, you're the giant fan here. Who's, who's your other guy? My last buy low is somebody that has really picked it up of late. And he is also the single most asked about player on our live stream on Instagram the last two weeks. And that's Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju Smith-Schuster, after having massive expectations the last two years, has really disappointed. He was not ready. He was not mature enough in his route running to be the number one that Antonio Brown was for that offense. He's ready now. What I saw the last couple weeks was a better route tree. For those that don't play football or haven't played football, a route tree is the various different uh, routes that you can run that are in your arsenal. And I see a lot of different things coming from him. He is truly Big Ben's safety blanket at this point. If you are in a standard league, I recommend him less. He has not yet gotten in the end zone in the last several weeks. I believe he will. But in a PPR league, This is a guy that's now gotten 22 targets in the last couple weeks. Ben and him are on the same page. Yeah, Paul, I I love that. I've long been a champion of Juju Smith-Schuster. It seems like people are thinking of him as a wide receiver, too. He's a wide receiver, one. I don't care what anyone says. I completely agree with you guys. And also couple that with the fact that Juju stated right when A.B. left, he wanted to be the guy. 
you know, even though he, he's more humble, you know, you won't hear a lot of that talk in the media, really. It's a little bit more behind the scenes with him. But he wants to be the guy. And you have to believe that because they've been able to win how they've been able to win, Big Ben hasn't been great, you know. But, like you said, he is that safety blanket. They utilize him a lot on third downs as well. So I like him moving ahead. I like Claypool a little less as well. Temper your expectations on him moving ahead. Deontay Johnson and Juju Show moving, moving forward. I, I love what you said about Chase Claypool because that's the other guy we keep getting asked about. He made our uh, waiver wire ad list the week after, his, after he scored four touchdowns, of course. But he's, he, he's not very multiple in the ways that they're using him right now. Juju and Deontay are the one and two. Juju runs the, the intermediate routes. And Deontay is kind of the Brandon Cooks where they either hit him real, real quick on a drag and let him run across underneath across the formation, or they hit him coming over the top. Juju is the, thir- the go-to on third down, no question. And one other point I'd, I'd like to make real quick, too, is you've got to move now because guess who he gets on Sunday? The worst <laughs> secondary in the history of pro football. So it's going to be too late after Sunday. Make your move now for Juju. Pounce on it. Well, Ricky, our fantasy doctor, we really appreciate having you on this week. This was, this was a lot of fun for us to get fresh perspective and bring that fresh perspective to our listeners. Please, guys, if you, don't, if you haven't had the opportunity, go ahead and give them a follow at your fantasy doctor on Instagram. Guys, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you having me on. It's always great to have another follow, another uh, fellow Cowboy fan on board as well. And, you know, it's not a lot of us these days. A lot of us are kind of ducking our heads down a little bit. But, hey, guys, I really appreciate you having me. Guys, please uh, give me a follow if you will. Your Fantasy Doctor. It was great having you on, Ricky. Uh, this was a wonderful house call from Your Fantasy Doctor. And hopefully you make a few more with us uh, going down the line because this was a blast. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. And, guys, if, of course, you don't uh, already subscribe to us, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button for us. It helps us ascend in the algorithms. And lastly, at FCK Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. Look for us to be going live at Sat- on Sunday, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We're here to answer all of your start-sit questions as well as go over the enactments. 